0: Like Family with Brenda Donoghue.
1: What do we want? Climate action! When do we want it? Now! What do we want? Climate action! When do we want
2: it? Now! In this edition of Like Family, we meet families taking eco-action.
3: We've been given planet Earth to live on this beautiful planet, and we're not looking after the way it's been given to us. If I didn't look after it and do all that I can I I don't think I I could have a clear conscience to be honest and that's a thing that motivates me I want her to have a good life and her next generation, her children and grandchildren
0: And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Brenda Dunahoo or email brenda at rte.ie
4: The tides are rising, so are we. There is no planet B. The tides are rising, so are we. There is no planet B. Before I, I felt lonely because it felt like I was the only one who who cared about the climate and ecological crisis. My parents didn't care about it. My classmates didn't care about it. No one I knew cared about this, and I felt like I was the only one. And now I don't feel that anymore. Get up. Get down, leave fossil fuels in the ground. Get up, get down, leave fossil fuels in the ground. Get Greta
2: Thunberg up. is no longer alone. I'm at a demonstration in Maynooth where students are taking part in the school's climate strike. Here is 15-year-old Ern Boyce who started this environmental action.
5: Well, I watched Blue Planet too and I wanted to do something to help because I felt
4: like nothing was being done and now action was being taken, so just been trying to do my part trying to get the government to notice us
2: and her mum is there
4: blue
3: planet did it for us i remember we were watching it and i think just seeing the the massive icebergs melting at such a fast rate like it really has impacted us as a family like i definitely i definitely do feel scared at times or whatever and i I think the thing that keeps motivating me is what the what's the legacy that i'm going to leave erin Like, what am I going to leave her? Like, I would hate that in 20 years' time that she would come back to me and say, well, how come you did nothing? I think that the idea of not... We've been given planet Earth to live on, this beautiful planet, and we're not looking after the way it's been given to us. And... If I didn't look after it and do all that I can, I I don't think I I could have a clear conscience, to be honest. And that's, I think, that motivates me. I want her to have a
4: good life and her next generation, her children and grandchildren.
2: Erin encouraged her friend Aisling to join in. Well,
4: I remember my friend Erin voice. She was telling me about these climate change protests. So I came down and then I looked up about it more after that and saw about Greta and everything and read up about it and everything. I found out, like, all the plastic that we were using and I was looking in my kitchen and I was just like, we have so much plastic, like biscuits and, bottles, yeah, and... Yeah, and water bottles and everything. Like, they just get wasted immediately because, like, since we have five people in our family, we have a lot of food because, like, four of them are grown adults and then there's me as well. <laughs> so there's a lot of food. <laughs> yeah. And all of it just goes to waste. And my mum, I noticed tries to, like, recycle all of...
2: Do you think that this is a fad for you? Or is it a way of life? And are you changing your family's life, Ashley?
4: I feel like for some people it could just be a fad to, like, I don't know, go against their parents' beliefs or go against someone's beliefs. But for me, particularly, I want the change, and I'm not just doing this to just as a fad or anything. I want the change, and I want it to
2: happen. Ashley's dad, Don, is there too? And
0: every time you look at a plastic bottle, or you look at all the the plastic bottles on a beach, all all over the yeah. place, and it starts to to sink in.
2: Are you thinking much more about this because of your daughter?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Yeah. Why do you come here every Friday, Ashley?
4: I mean, you could, like, blame people from the generation before us and you could blame the the governments and everything, but it's still my future and if I don't try and change it, no-one's going to do it for me, so...
2: And some younger children are now part of this protest group, including nine-year-old Edith, who brought her family.
5: My granny and my aunt and my sister and my two cousins. And how old are you? I'm nine.
2: (laughs) Why are you here?
5: Because the planet is so important and like we're ruining it and we have to try and fix that I think. And how can you help
2: do that every day in your life?
5: Not not buy loads of plastic stuff Mm. and not drive to school, like walk to school, that's what
4: I
6: do.
2: And younger still is baby Carrick with his mum, Annie. We
6: come because we're, we're just tired. We're tired of no change happening and we really, really want something to be done. Um, I suppose I come at it from a very practical point of view. Like in Minutes, we want change. Oh, your hands off that. Um, just for the government to take note of what we're looking for and to support us so it's easy as a family to be able to make the right changes and to have more sustainable and less waste. Well, myself and my neighbour set up a group of Minutes called Zero Waste Minutes. So oh, yeah. we do um, monthly workshops where we volunteer our time to help people reduce their waste at home. So simple things like um, buying package-free food, so trying to buy the right amount of food, have less food waste, a home to try and use cloth nappies with the kids, reusable water bottles, all see, simple oh, things. That sounds lovely, but if somebody said to me, go back to cloth nappies. But they're just another single-use no. plastic. But <laughs> you're busy and you're trying to get out. Just throw it in the machine and out in the line. But it, I but know. But it should be that we can make these choices easily, that yeah, it's not a hard thing. And, and that as a family, every obstacle that we meet to try and just do the right thing is too hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, the oh. finger! we fuels in the ground, get up! Get down! Oh. we fuels in the ground, get up! school's climate strike has developed momentum in 2019 with a global climate strike planned for September 20th. The tides are
4: rising, so are we, there is no planet B! But why now? The tides are rising, so are we, there is no planet B! The I, saw, uh, I think it's the biggest bug in Ireland, if I'm being right, Richard.
0: It's the biggest insect, yeah, I The
4: think. biggest insect the, the, in the, Ireland. The, 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 the brown hawker. Yeah, uh, the massive uh, dragonfly called the brown hawker. He Richard
2: Collins he is a grandfather and an ornithologist, and we are old friends. His grandchildren have been taking part in the protests too, as Tommy explains. We
4: did a protest for the climate change. So we made banners and posters um, and we all walked out of the school in a march uh, just protesting pretty much. And what were you trying to say? like? Pretty much just about the environment and global warming and yeah. It was fun I bet too. It was quite fun yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Is it fair Richard that children have been left to protest do you think?
0: Well, actually, I was at the children's demonstration outside, yeah, the I house, bet you were. and so was Barbara. But that was years since I've been in such a situation as that. And why? We're depriving them. I mean, I'd be gone in a few years, if not sooner. And the world that I have helped to damage and destroy, in some ways. That will be the world they have to try and make good in. And remember, that's very short-sighted. That's only their generation. Think of the generations coming after them. You see, It's a huge responsibility. We don't own the world. We have custody of it and we must pass it on to the next, the mm. next generation.
2: What are the changes that you've seen over your lifetime?
0: I have been fortunate enough to live through the most eventful century of all time. For instance... Uh, there are now three times as many people in the world as there were in the year in which I was born. Imagine that. Wow. But not, and think of the impact that that is having on this planet. And then not only that the impact that each of us as individuals have on the planet that our footprint our our environmental footprint the resources we need the carbon emissions that are produced as a result of our being here those have gone up enormously my carbon footprint is many times larger than that of my father Mm. and my father's uh, footprint is many times larger than his father Mm -hmm. so um, is this going to go on forever or it can't go on forever can it and are emissions going to go up and go up and go up I mean we're living in a terrible crisis right now but it's not all bad Mm. it's not all bad because the the great change in my world is in public attitudes Mm. when I started this game long ago I was a crank Mm. But now it's mainstream. The sort of things people like me held to be true back then are now universally held <laughs> to be true. So, so that's a positive change. And it is great now to see in the last few years people are actually worried about climate change. They're actually willing to make sacrifices. We may be on the brink of doing something about it. I hope we are. But... Being
2: environmentally friendly can be a bit challenging. It's a bit of work. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not I always easy. I know only
0: two well. what There's a thing called cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Big fancy term. Which means believing two completely opposite things at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> see, but, uh, that's I, where I was going now, wrong. My great example of this is Ryanair. When I was young, when I was their age, we didn't go in aeroplanes. You know, aeroplanes were a thing for the rich, and I always thought this is very unfair. And then Ryanair comes along and makes it available to everyone. So suddenly my egalitarian view uh, is is satisfied. But there's another one, and that is if we're all going to be going in aeroplanes, we'll destroy the planet. And that's another belief I hear. You see, so, so. So here's cognitive distance between two opposing beliefs that crash into each other and this happens all across the board when you start talking ecology on the one hand living is polluting you cannot avoid polluting on the other hand you must try and protect the planet and the future mm. so this is the this is great do you see within families that that can create a bit of a conflict. There is this problem, and it's great that it's there. That the children will point out the inconsistencies of your position, because from guilt comes hopefully repentance, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. and a firm resolution to do better in future or something like that. Yeah. So uh, I see this is a good thing yeah. in, in many ways.
2: I know you love to travel. You've recently <laughs> been to <clears throat> Namibia. Yes. Um, I was
0: hoping you wouldn't say that. But
2: go on. <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> you also said to me you do feel guilty
0: about the carbon footprint so what do
2: you do how do
0: you square the circle square Mm. the circle now what do I do well prior to going to Namibia what did I do I installed eight photoelectric panels on the roof of my house now I recommend people to divert as much to solve their guilt by or salve their guilt—is that the phrase? Uh, by doing the things they need to do at home to reduce their carbon footprint in other ways and get out of the car, you don't drive, walk, cycle, take the bus and the train. That is what I—that's what I try to do. I try to compensate, and I've been rather successful in my own terms about this. Oh look, there's the big, there's
4: the big guy, the brown oh, hawker. Him. The brown hawker, he's massive.
0: And Richard
2: continued his nature walk with his Richard, grandchildren, Tommy, Liam and Luke. He's there, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yes, he is. Look at that. But he left me with two things to think about. In his 75 years, the population of the planet has trebled. I'm just checking that on Google. And the phrase cognitive dissonance, which may explain why families aren't changing their ways despite the environmental debate.
0: Yes, four wings away, isn't it, a wonderful... Do we need to get a trolley to do
2: the yeah, shopping? Yeah, we should we get go? A
5: trolley, yeah. Do
0: I have
2: any coins? I have
5: coin I have.
2: What are we like... Can I look at your yeah. bag? Yes. Yeah. So you a Paula is a mother of two boys, um, aged seven and so nine. Water, like, She's worried about plastic pollution um, so and is trying to shop accordingly. Um, we meet in stores bag. in rap mines.
5: Cup, a sorry, a, I hate looking so at somebody. Okay. I love looking at somebody's I know, bag. But I have I a weakness it. for um, croissants, so I always carry yeah. that little... That's a little muslin bag, and I put my crossings in that if I'm out and about. Now, look I, at this, you've brought yeah, so some what, selection brought of containers, of, yeah, so containers I, and everything. Yeah, because so what shopping. I do is. Is that not a lot of work? No, it's not. It's Again, it's just getting set up. Yeah. So I'm going to get fish and um, chicken today. So instead of getting uh, the fish and the chicken um, pre-packed, I go to the counter. And they all are fine with me bringing my own Tupperware containers. So I've got one for the chicken, one for the salmon. salmon. And then I bought one um, maybe to get a bit of cheese. And what's this here? Then these are the bags for the vegetables. vegetables. So you see here they've got quite a few loose bags. And again, instead of putting The vegetables into um, a plastic bag, I just bring these bags. Right, we'll go and we'll start because I'm holding you up, you have so much to do. That's okay. so we're at Cheese yeah. now, At Cheese now, so you just notice here they have actually even got a sign up to say, bring your own container. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's actually the first place I've, the only place I've seen that in a kind of standard shopping centre. Brian, I like your sign here, bring your yeah. own container. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, we've just put this up now, I suppose about a month and a half ago, and it's actually started quite well. We have customers coming every day now with their own containers.
5: Could I just get a bit of this one here, please? Can, course, Brian? So Around the same size as Around that. the
0: same size. So the lovely Delice de Bourgogne.
5: Which is uh, so just a really soft kind of creamy cheese.: oh, so
0: cream. Very, very popular.
5: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: there you go. there's your cheese, and there's the Delice de Bourgogne, the label. As well, for the customers who don't have their own containers, we do have compostable containers that we give our products in as well. So: yeah. so you're, you're blazing a, a trail, right?: well, is. It's yeah. called vegware. So vegware is made, of course, of, of vegetable material yeah. and is compostable, so it goes into your brown bin. These are the same price as the the other ones we had before, which were not compostable, so happy days. When
5: did Paula
0: change her behaviour?
5: I started working for myself, and I was giving training to one of the government departments on climate change. Um, And uh, so I was giving them training and all the time talking about, you know, we need to stimulate deep behavioural change here, like the plastic bag tax. We need more of that to change how people live. And I suddenly kind of took a look at myself and thought... My God, like I'm such a hypocrite. Here I am telling the government to, you know, implement policies, and I'm really not doing anything in my own family life. I'm driving the wrong car, living in the wrong house, um, and I still am because there are things that take time to change. You know, you can't just move house um, at the drop of a hat, as as we know. Um, So, for the last two and a half years, that's been my real focus is looking at every single thing that I'm doing in my own life and with my family and trying to look at it and go well how could I do that in a new way or a better way so I've really changed a lot of my kind of daily habits and that's everything from you know just getting in the habit of bringing my water bottle with me you know and a keep cup so I don't ever have to take a disposable cup um simple small changes um but, you know, and they're, they're very easy to understand and comprehend, but it's actually very difficult to implement because you're changing your daily habits, and that takes time. So even though I've been at it for two and a half years, I'm still nowhere near where I want to be or need to be.
2: But there are limits to the changes okay. Paula has made. We're
5: not vegetarians. Um, I have tried to start reducing the meat that we're eating. Again, with your kids and your family, first, your first and foremost concern as a parent is you want your children to eat healthily. And we're trying to integrate the vegetarian meals where we can for everybody. Nearby is the hopsack okay. store. Oh, oh look at safe. this. This is the refill station down the back. We go down and have a little look. I've never seen one of these in a no, shop No, in fact, I think this is probably, this is the first place I ever saw one. I want to get some of the Castile soap. i guess just get out my, reef, my bottles. Well, so the purpose of this is that um, you... Um, <coughs> Instead of, of um, buying plastic bottles full of, let's say, for example, the Ecover washing up liquid, instead of g- getting that in the supermarket or buying it here, you can buy it. What you can do is once you've used up the washing up liquid, you can bring the bottle back and they will refill it for you. Yeah, what can I get you? Now, can I get the, uh, that, um, the yeah. washing up liquid and then the Castile soap yeah. and some of your peanut delicious peanut butter? Love the peanut butter. Yeah. What you you peanut brought butter. a jar for peanut, peanut butter. The peanut butter, yes. Yeah, so and that's what is just pure peanuts, the, peanuts just like. Peanuts. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so... Good. Good. I love it. And is there anything in it, like um,
2: just just peanuts? peanuts. Peanuts. It's lovely. Shopping done, Paula explained how her young sons inspire her conscientious shopping.
5: A lot of the reason why I'm doing it is because I want them to enjoy a world that is not destroyed with plastic i want them to have um a nice environment that they can go walking and swimming and enjoy the world as i have that's the gift that i want to give them and we've kind of slept walked into it we didn't want to be here and now we need to actively engage to get ourselves back to um you know a more sustainable lifestyle and and pass that on to our children um and for me that's the that is how we'll solve climate change is to get um, real people like you and me and our families starting to just make better choices when they're buying things. Small changes to daily habits is how we'll really solve climate change. What do we want? When
2: do we want it? Among the protesters I met in Manuth was Lorna. Oh Lorna, how are, Good, how are you? Hi guys, how are you? And she invited me to her home. And while small actions are good, Lorna thinks we need a bigger plan.
1: Because we've delayed taking action for so long on climate change, even if we were to make all these personal changes, and this is not to say they're not important, they are so important, because we're all going to have to live like that in the future, but we need to have a bigger change as well. Like, So we need to become part of something that's a bigger change that requires political action policy change it requires us to really be prepared to to make big shifts and we can't do that on our own so that's I guess why I started to get involved in all this the climate strikes in the end the the adventure of being on this climate strike movement has been something else it's been it's been
2: really you smile when you say that yeah,
1: yeah. it gives me energy it gives me energy like there's always new faces turning up and that to me is is a sign that this this is a movement and it's something that's really grassroots bringing different strands in the community together was it having kids yourself that was the
2: light bulb moment
1: I think so I think having children is really what made me see the urgency of the issue and the fact that this is going to affect us all it's not just something that affects people far away um there's a crisis in families today anyway. The, the term toxic childhood is somehow used and it's this kind of sense of kids being on screens too much, the obesity crisis because they're not getting enough exercise, the sense of disconnect from parents. So there's all these kind of issues that are kind of circling around. But one of the solutions to tackling the climate crisis and also like as uh, tackling this crisis in families is... Simply to switch off and to spend more time outdoors in nature together, and it's one of the things we've we've done a lot more of. In the um, as as my boys have got a bit bigger, they they love this. They love being on YouTube and they love being on the Xbox and all those things. But it's to put boundaries around that and to, to but to to fill it with something that's even more amazing. And for me, that's about getting out together. In the forest. They love being out, just getting muddy, getting dirty. Um, With me and Kev, it's about getting out at weekends and just going for walks, bringing the magnifying glass with you, discovering nature. So, I mean, it seems very basic kind of stuff, but it is a lot of this, I think, is about getting back to basics and it's
2: about getting back to kind of a sense of being family together. So, climate emergency is going to cause global tensions. But can you imagine this causing tensions within families? Oh, I, I think absolutely. It's going to cause
1: big tensions. I think this one can become very intergenerational. So, I mean, you see Greta Thunberg, you see all the young people who are out on the streets, and they are very much awake to the crisis. And I guess many of them who are the most kind of radical choosing a lifestyle which is very much sustainable, low carbon, and then looking at what their families are at and what their families are doing. Even in my own family, like I wouldn't say it's created conflict, but it's created certain tension because um, I decided to become vegetarian through all of this and obviously um, that puts a bit of pressure on the family because like I can't force people... Um, to become vegetarian now I can do little tricks like I've substituted meat with non-meat alternatives and nobody noticed um, or I mean things around holidays like we all including myself I still fly but I know that flying is per- not perhaps for each of us individually it's the most like let's say the, the guilty pleasure or the deadly sin um, that we, we all are involved in because of the level of emissions and so that can be a bit of a tension like a real tension there's no easy answers to it it all comes back down to family um, and it all comes back down to households and how we manage our lives and what our aspirations are for us for our children and for the future
2: So you're out on the climate protest marches and it's been an experience um, and all the young people there, but It's a very emotional thing, and they're teenagers, and they're panicked, and there's fear. Do you think that emotionally it's very difficult for them?
1: Absolutely. It's because they understand the issues. They, they, they've done their homework. That's what Greta Thunberg says. They know the signs, and I think us adults don't quite get this. We're the ones who don't really understand, and with that, but can they deal with it at that age? No. No. So, to me, as, as an adult, that's why I'm there. That's why I'm out. That's why all these parents are coming out. Because they need us. Older people, I think, is, we're almost born with this sense of, oh, isn't it great the young people are out? Isn't it wonderful? It's almost like it kind of gives us hope. Oh, it's great to see them into something. Like, yeah. But it drives me mad. <laughs> because it's our generation that's caused the problem. So, like, we can't sit back and say, isn't it great? We can, we can. We can say, isn't it great? And then in the next breath we can say, how can
2: we help? How can we support you? This climate change action, are down to maybe an elderly man, David Attenborough, or a very young girl, uh, Greta Thornburg, and you're, you're there going, where's the middle generation? It's a very, very good
1: question. And there's no, I don't think there's any really easy answers to it. We're busy getting on with life. We're busy bringing up kids. We're busy paying massive mortgages. and, and We're busy with our careers. We're, we're just really busy getting on with life. The grandparents are getting more and more active. And the teenagers are... And Theirs is coming from a sense of, as you say, anger with
2: us. Who do you think is most likely to emerge as a leader in the family.
1: I have to say, the ones that I see stepping up in the next year, or in the next few years, are the mums, the mothers. Because mums have a, a role, like, from the little things, how we change in the house, how we, what we eat, how we shop, how we travel, where we go on holidays, but then right up to um, getting out on the streets and... Um, Supporting the children and the teenagers who want to be out there um, on the climate strikes. What do we want?
2: Climate That's all for this edition of Like Family. Lorna Gold's book is called Climate Generation. Paula Butler shares her tips on shopping at econsciousliving.ie. Thanks to all those who took part in this programme. Thank you for listening. And this program is produced by Eileen Hearn. For more information, check out RTE.ie/radio1/likefamily.